What is going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Thrive Forever Fit Show. I am your host, Jay Nixon. And as you know, this podcast is for the individual that is looking to up-level their life. They are looking to disrupt the current way they think. They are looking to transform into the person that they deserve and desire to be. And they are looking to be inspired to make that transition and to make that shift. And today is going to be no different. Today, I have a special special guest on the podcast. As you guys know, I don't have a lot of guests on the show, and that's because most people just bore the pants off of me. But today we have got my brother, Tommy Baker, multiple award-winning Grammy author. I was, I was going to say Grammy artist, but if Tommy decided to write a damn song, it would probably be Grammy award-winning because that's how he shows up in life. But he's written three books, the man's got a killer podcast called the Resist Average Academy. He's a business coach. He's a rock star dude. He's one of my foxhole friends. He's one of my yes dudes. He's in my circle of success. You are in for a treat of a conversation today. We're going to cover a multitude of topics, but I guarantee you one thing. You will leave this conversation today in a better place with tools and tactics so you can take action on your life. Got it? All right. Let's rock and roll. Bye. All right, brother. We are live, man. Thanks for joining me today. We are live. Well, thank you so much, man. Always a pleasure to connect and thank you for all you do, man. Dude, I gave you, I mean, wait till you hear the introduction to the show. I said multiple, multiple, I said multi-Grammy award, award winning <laughs> and it just came <laughs> out. And then I was like, you know what? If that son of a bitch wrote a song, it'd probably win a fucking Grammy. That's just Dude, how you, okay. You're put, you're planting the seed. Once you plant the seed, you it's never just know how you do happen. shit. Like you don't half-ass anything, and that's one of the things I love about you. So when you hear the intro, um, Tommy is not. He hasn't won a Grammy yet, but I'm not. I'm not putting it. I'm not putting it past him. Well, one of the hobbies that I picked up, well, re-picked up during the quarantine is this, this nice little guitar here. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah, this is a premonition, but yep. uh, it's going to motivate me to practice a little bit more. But thank you, I'll, brother. Right back to you, man. I'll be honest with you. I'm usually not wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm all, listen, I know you're not. Here's my philosophy in life. You guys write this down. Always confident, sometimes wrong. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, man. Yeah. I'm always confident as hell. Sometimes I'm wrong. So I don't, I don't think I'm going to miss this, but I think that's probably why I said it. I saw you had the guitar out. You had the little, you were watching like a video, like a, were you, I was it a follow oh, yeah. along? Yeah. 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 Follow along. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Like I would love to be able to play the guitar. And I know everybody's like, well, we'll just try it. And I'm like, I got these nubby fingers, like all weird and deformed. I mean, like maybe, who knows? You don't have like John Mayer hands. Like John Mayer has snakes for hands. They're like rattlesnakes coming off his fingers. And he, he that's why, that's why he can play so many different ways that you can't even, the normal uh, person can't do it. John Mayer, that's son, <laughs> that son of a bitch. But 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 there is a lesson in there, and, and I'll, I'll share. Uh, yeah. Somebody listening, the reason why I picked that up is because I know, and this was a few months ago. You know when this all started. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason that I picked it up was because I knew I would have more time at the margins. You know, I I love actually I love leaving the home. I love having a co-working space. I'm like a nomad. I go to like six coffee shops in a day at times, um, and so I love being outside. And so that's one, two, two and a half hours of my day is just traveling or commuting or being in between places. And I knew if I didn't pick up something that um, would give me peace, give me clarity, fun, all the stuff that get the guitar does for me and for somebody else that could be something completely different. I knew where it was going to go. I knew it was going to go to social media. I knew it was going to go to news. I knew it was going to go to comparison. I knew it was going to go to all these possible places that doesn't serve me. So it's been such a blessing to have 
the extra time to insert something that's actually valuable for us uh, and valuable for me. Can we coach a little bit on that? I think that's phenomenal. So you hit me with, you hit me right there. And all I heard was this, instead of moving to a bad habit, something that's not going to serve you, you simply made the decision to replace that time slot with something that was going to be more productive in your life. I mean, if that's not, if that's not just how to live a positive, healthy, productive, better life 101, I don't know what is. And I teach people that all the time. And I know you do too. It's like people say, Tommy, I've got this horrible habit. I do this, this, and this. Replace that with something magical like you just said. But for you, it came second nature because you know, you know how that shit ends up. So what would you yes. tell somebody? Coach me right now. Tommy, I got an hour and a half. What am I, I'm, I know I'm going to get destructive. I'm going to watch the news. I'm going to go to social. I'm going to get crazy. What, what about I do, bro? Yeah, and, and, and just to preempt that is a change, a pattern interrupt in our schedule and our lives can be an incredible place to introduce new habits and it can be an incredible place to introduce destructive habits. We've all experienced this. I moved a couple of years ago, you know, from apartment or to home, et cetera, et cetera. And, you know, that's a pattern interrupt in our lives. And I remember I started going to bed playing a podcast and I would just like, I did it once and then I did it twice. And two weeks in, I'm like, every night I'm doing, I'm listening to this podcast before bed. It's like the the most random habit that I've never done. The reason why that happened is because there's a new environment, a new stimulus and new space like this crisis where you can insert something that doesn't even make any sense. So I just want to say that because crisis and challenge and pattern interrupt can work the both ways. But for somebody listening, what I do is really simple. You do a plus or minus list. What are the habits that you're doing today that are already serving you, already winning? You're going to bed on time. You're drinking water. You're training with Jay. You're doing all this. Just celebrate those wins first, right? Focus on the things that are working and then go on the right-hand side and make a list of all the things you know that aren't. Just make, make a list, right? So there's two options from that place. You either double down on the pluses, naturally leaving less space for the minuses or a combination of both. You double down on the pluses and you say, hey, this week, this habit I'm going to change. Now for me, the guitar is 6.5 hours when I'm, when I'm on point, six hours, five or six hours a week um, of time. Mm-hmm. So what if that was, that's a plus, but what if that was going to a minus? So for me, random social media scrolling, I consider a minus. Uh, for me, news and obsession over fear-driven media, that's not a good habit. Um, so we can see how this goes. So if you're out there listening, simple plus or minus, but I always, I always urge people to start just really small, Jay, because complexity kills execution. Yeah. So just choose the, small, the smallest one that you think that is not a big deal, but it's all the same. It all consumes mental real estate. And that's the place where I would, I would start. Yeah. And I think just to, just to elaborate a little bit more on that, you guys also need to understand that, that so if you choose one of the negatives, a negative pattern, a negative habit, a negative situation has about, and I'm going to, I'm going to explain this a little bit, is about 10 times more powerful than the positive one. Meaning if Tommy decided instead of playing the guitar to do that social media scrolling, that's going to exacerbate into another bad habit. It won't yes. just stop at social media scrolling. What will end up happening is you'll end up on that news feed. You'll end up watching the riot going on in Minnesota. You'll end up yes. being negatively impacted from a, from a psychological, neurological place that you're not even aware of. Like you don't, you don't, you didn't go there to get affected neurologically, but you will get affected neurologically. And then what does that do, Tommy? Then you find yourself in the kitchen. 
and you got your hands knee deep in, 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 the, in the bag, right? And then you find yourself even just, it's a spiral. So a negative that's, spiral. That's how you wake up in Vegas tied to a cactus with no Absolutely. clothes on. Absolutely. <laughs> no, but was, seriously. Habits- long, hey, listen, that was a long time ago for you. You need to let that go. <laughs> you, you, weren't, you weren't the same guy. This then, is the okay? conventional uh, version of the podcast. But uh, that's how it happens. You're so spot on. It's a cascading effect and it works both ways. And that's how you end up in a, you know, yep. three, literally a three-day bender, crushing alcohol, all these things that you know are not serving you, yep. but they're nonetheless addictive because you're going down that rabbit hole. But at the same time, just like you teach, just like you teach in fitness, and I used to in fitness, your next meal, your next liquid, your next glass of water, that's a chance to get back on track. We yep. tend to have this sunk cost thing of like, hey, you know, I, I, I blew it all this weekend, so now that's going to turn into a week or a month. And I always yep. remind people you can get right back on track. Five minutes is all, all you need to get right back on track. Yeah, the, yeah, the opportunity is always there to shift that momentum. And that's really all it is. You got to move the momentum. And, and energy is always there. You get the opportunity to change it how you want to change it. So I think that's a, that's yeah. a beautiful way. And um, that, that kind of leads me to my next conversation about energy is like, a lot of you guys have heard a little bit of the conversation about how Tommy and I met, but I want to explain to you a little bit deeper about what I believe in like the, the transfer of energy. And if you have the same energies in the same room, you'll be attracted to each other. So um, I consider Tommy, like I said in the um, intro, to be one of my foxhole friends, meaning if the shit goes down and I could pick like five dudes, five women, five humans, like he'd be one of my people because I, can, I know I can trust him. I know he's going to be committed to the same outcome that I'm committed to. And I know he's going to get the shit done. And there's very few people in the world that, listen, if I could pick five, I mean, that, that fifth guy, I mean, that fifth guy right now is an outlier. I'm, 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 I'm searching around. Look, so if, if, you're in the, if you're in the game to find a foxhole friend, I got a fifth spot. You know, step up your game a little bit. But Tommy's also, Tommy's also what I call one of my yes guys. And he, he'll, he, can, he probably already knows what I'm going to say. The answer is always yes. If he sends me a message, what I always say? Always. Always yes. yes. Yeah, I never say, I don't even ask what it is. Jay, can you? I say yes. He doesn't even tell me what it is. So true. So true. Jay, are you available? Yes. Jay, can you? Yes. And you know why that is? Because he's, he is, he's, he's earned my trust, but not through doing anything out of the ordinary. He's earned my trust because he's one of the most consistent, committed people that I know. Tommy and I are sitting in a room in Los Angeles, California. I don't think it was Venice, California, actually. So we're in Venice, California. We both joined a mastermind. Neither one of us know each other from Adam. We're in a room with a whole shitload of Adams. It's like a fraternity party. And I'm, I'm, I'm assessing the room. If you guys know me, like I'm a huge like assessor, like I'm the last one to talk, but I'm the first one to know everything that's going on in the room. And so I'm assessing the room and I'm like, I'm fucked. Like I'm in the wrong room. And I knew it, I knew it just like that. And I, I left that night and I don't remember if I saw Lori or if, if I called her on the phone. She said, hey, how'd it go? And I was like, babe, I'm in the wrong room. I was like, I, you know, it's just not the right place for me. She's like, nobody? I said, there's this one joker. I said, I didn't even talk to him. I didn't even talk to him. I said, I think his name's Tommy. I didn't talk to him, but I could just tell that he, didn't, he wasn't in the right room either. Like something was different about this cat. And that's how, that's, and so we were friends before you even knew it. Sorry about that. Um, Dude, so yeah. that's classic, man. But, but I love that story because it's, yeah. it's a, and I won't stop you, but no, just about that, that. That's really it. And, and, it's, and it's in a nutshell. And, and then that's how our relationship kind of like began from that point. I mean. And it, it details a thing that I believe in that, you know, even if you're in the wrong room, 
or in, in the wrong business or in the wrong relationship that deep down you're always at the right place at the right time yeah. where you're supposed to be in the sense that obviously, you know, if we don't go to that, either of us, we don't, we don't meet. Um, right. And even though that whole thing was an expense and we had to go out there and it was a total shit show, um, it was worth it for both just, just to establish this connection. It was worth it in droves. Totally. Yeah. I'd so be, it's better, would, it's better to, it's like you said, it's better to step forward into something with confidence. It's better yeah. to make a bold move. It's better to seek rejection. It's better, it's, it's better to pitch yourself to that organization that you think is out of reach or yeah. whatever it is. And at the very least, you're going to walk away with something that's so valuable, whether that's insight, whether that's a new relationship, whether that's self-trust and belief in yourself. I mean, you literally cannot lose. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could, I could quantify both from a, from a, a financial and from a, just a better, a better life enjoyment level, how much better my life is because you and I become friends and we never would have met if we both wouldn't have been in that weird room with the, with the weirdness and the, you know, I mean, I've never rushed a fraternity. Um, I tried to rush a couple sororities. They don't let you. Um, but, and I don't, I don't, I'm assuming that's probably what it was like. And I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't want to be there, yeah. but yeah. I'm glad I was there dude. Cause I got to meet you. And so that's kind of a, an example guys of like, always be aware of your surroundings. And just because the surroundings may not be exactly perfect, there's always something in that surrounding that you might be able to take massive advantage from. And I can tell you this, my friendship with Tommy has exponentially overwhelmed any drama or negativity or downfall that I made by joining that wrong group of, of people. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and environments, you know, it's, for us, the power, you know, for me, it's like, there's a lot of power. Uh, obviously our relationship was huge, but it was also, it was great to experience the contrast. Cause up to that point I was going into rooms where I was like, this is awesome. This feels right. Yeah. This is an alignment. Yeah. But once in a while we need to experience the contrast. So we stay sharpened in our intuition yeah. because um, it would have been very easy for me and you, even though we wouldn't have, but we could have, and somebody else could talk themselves into fitting into an environment that deep down in, in, their, in our heart of hearts, we know isn't for us. Yeah. And we can, we can do that for a week or a month, maybe even a few months, but ultimately the truth will come out. Let's talk about that for a second. Cause I see a lot of people in places and spaces that I can, I can intuitively. Um, and listen, you, you've got one of the most intuitive people on the planet in your life and, and Taylor, but I mean, I'm a pretty intuitive guy and you are as well. And, and Lori is as well. So we're lucky in that respect, but I can intuitively tell a lot of times that people are in the place or space that they really don't want to be, but they feel held there by either a, a, another person, another situation, another, you know, maybe it's a family member, maybe it's a, a friend, maybe it's whatever, something like that. What advice? Cause I mean, I, I, I give advice all the time on this. I'd rather somebody else take the reins. What advice would you give that person? Who's like, you know, you can tell they're looking around. They're like, God, I want to be over there, but I feel so stuck right here because I've got, all this, I've got all this built up collateral over here and I don't, what am I going to do? Like what, what advice would you give them? Yeah. I mean, the, the, the first thing I would do is to, you, you, we have to lessen our, our stimulus. We have to lessen our inputs. The problem is that, you know, I don't believe that anybody has a lack of clarity at any moment. I know if that I get any individual and I believe this in my heart of hearts on the planet, um, if I get the right environment, the right circumstance around them, I can cultivate the, they're not, I'm not giving them the answer. Of course not. 
but I can create the conditions that that clarity is going to come up, that truth, that knowing the job they have to quit or not quit, the relationship, like at any moment. And so I teach people to create the conditions for yourself, to hear the noise, to, 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 to release the noise and hear what needs to be done inside. And I, well, I think one of the scariest things that um, we can go through as we grow is trusting ourselves, having that level of self-trust. So from an intuition component, you know, like one of the practices I'm I'm redoing during this quarantine, which has been amazing, it's called morning pages. And you you wake up every morning and it's 4.30 a.m. And it's, you know, you write three pages full in a notebook of just whatever thoughts come out. That's an amazing tool because if you do that for a week, you take a step back and you just look at them and you don't judge like there's a whole principle about it. You don't judge them. You don't analyze them too much, but just looking at them, seeing what are the common themes? Like if, if, if you weren't holding yourself back, if you weren't looking to please somebody else, uh, if you weren't talking about sunk costs, just because I've been in this business for three years, well, I'm just going to write it out for 10 years, even though it doesn't make any sense. Um, what are some of the deeper truths that are coming out? Um, so that's one of the tools, obviously things like meditation, nature space, but you know, I just had a conversation with Robert green, an incredible author. And he said like, now is the time, this is the time to take a step back and to curate your life, curate your life and identify, he said, identify the treasures and keep those treasures, but then start looking at the places oh, I'm unhappy in this place, or this is causing me turmoil, or uh, I'm doing something, I'm doing this as well. It's like, what am I acting on that is out of, self, out of external approval? Or where are my actions not in alignment and I'm doing them because I saw somebody in my space or quote unquote competition do something and now I'm creating something because I was pulled by that. So now is a brilliant time to take a step back, take non-emotional inventory and start to listen to that part of ourselves that always, always knows the answer. I love that. And I think, I mean, you're sitting there just hitting on so many points for me. I mean, I mean, you and I, we think a lot alike and we have a lot of the same belief systems. And I think that's um, probably one of the reasons we're so connected, but this, you know, that that's the very same thing I'm doing is like, I'm really doing an inventory right now of, okay, I love this. I, I, I said this at the very beginning of this. I don't believe that this situation, which I'm, I'm calling it kind of opportunity 2020, I don't believe opportunity 2020 really created a lot of problems for people. What I believe it did is it uncovered a lot of problems that were either already there that they've yep. been masking with like busyness and masking with yes. repetition and routine. And so now this has been a, a gift because we can kind of look down. I kind of look at it as like, you know, at the end of a meal at a, at a re- nice restaurant, they bring around the tray of desserts right? It's always like the, the five different desserts and they go through yeah. the thing. Like we're, we're almost looking at that dessert tray, but it's our life, right? You got your finances here and you got your friends here and you got your fitness here, you got your faith over here and you got all these things here. And you're like, you know, it's like when the dessert tray comes around, you're like, well, that looks gross, right? Or you, you see the thing, you're like, I love that. That's yeah. really what we're doing. We're kind of analyzing the dessert tray and we're saying, okay, I really love that about my life. And I want to do more of that. I've, I've found a lot of those things for me in this particular time. And there's been other things I'm like, okay, well, I don't love that anymore. I used to love it. And it's okay not to love it anymore. It's okay to love key lime pie your whole life. And then one day wake up and say, I'm a chocolate man today. Yeah. You don't, you don't need key lime pie anymore. <laughs> Personality right? isn't permanent. A hundred percent. And that's what um, people need to do. I, I believe in, in this situation. What do you think about that? Yeah. And, and I, I wanted to share an insight that you sparked that I had a few weeks back and, and it goes as follows. Cause I was hearing what you were saying about, you looking at your life and looking at the parts you love. 
And, uh, and it goes as follows. This challenge, this opportunity, 2020, whatever we want to call it, um, to the degree that your life is out of alignment is to the degree that it will cause you emotional turmoil. Hmm. Um, and here's what this means. So personally, when my life was most out of alignment, uh, in particular, the 2008 period, recession, et cetera, et cetera, uh, I was going to a job that wasn't for me. I was heading to financial services industry that I want to know part of. I mean, just there's the laundry list of things were not working. Um, when crisis hit, I was disheveled and disoriented. I was in the middle of a tsunami. I was being, you know, I was in the middle of a, a tidal wave and I couldn't, I didn't know which side was up or down. I was completely out of alignment. That was an opportunity to get realigned. Um, you, for example, you're very much in alignment. So this, this challenge for you is more of a, you're, you're finding space at the margins. You're finding small degrees of ticks here, ticks there that can get you even more aligned than you already are. So it doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just means what, what journey are you on? What season of life are you in? And the more out of alignment you are, the bigger it might impact you emotionally and the more distraught you may be and the more uh, in the valley you may be, but also the bottom side of the bottom side of the flip side of the bottom is the opportunity for expansion up top to get you back into a state uh, of alignment. I've been playing around with this, this concept and trying to explain it to people because um, it's been very real in my own life and with my clients that the ones that are out of alignment are getting, some are getting their ass kicked and I'm telling them that it's okay. This is the opportunity. If this wasn't, if, if this didn't happen, you might have another three years of being out of alignment of going to the job that's not working or the relationship or being stuck financially, whatever the thing is now is a chance to get some real clarity because you and I know clarity doesn't happen on the whiteboard when it's 71 degrees and cushy and we're comfortable and it's the lights are on, you know, that's assumptive clarity, but real clarity happens when you're out in the field of play and you're getting beat down a little bit, but you're also getting the real clarity we all need. Yeah. You find clarity in the chaos because it, chaos creates focus. If, if you're, if you find the right pattern of it, you can get super focused during a time of chaos. I said the same thing. I was like, this, this is going to create new jobs for people. It's going to end jobs for people. It's going to end relationships. It may start a new relationship, but those are all things that probably needed to transpire that like you said, you hit the nail on the head that you might've stayed in an extra three years, an extra four years, an extra 10, an extra 20 years that you don't even a want lifetime. To- that you don't even want to be in. Yeah. And this, so this, this, this might've been the opportunity for you to get where it is that you needed to go. I had two more points that I wrote down. You kind of touched on these. A lot of people are asking me this question about like, like self-belief, right? Like wh- how, why do you have so much self-belief? And you're the same way. You have a lot of self-belief, a lot of self-awareness. Um, but how do you handle like negative self-talk? Because we're human, right? We get the noises, we get the the whispers and the crap and whatever. How do you handle negative self-talk when you find that coming at you from, from some, you know, from some whisper in the room? <laughs> yeah. And it comes at all angles and she's creative yeah. and she's relentless and she'll convince cajole. Oh, and she's, she, 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 she's a nasty fighter. Yeah. yeah she just not play by the rules. So the moment you think you've squashed her, she'll find a way. It's like that yeah. birthday candle when we were seven, we try to mm-hmm. blow it out. We just want to eat the damn cake and we're blowing it out. We're blowing it out and we're looking at our parents and why isn't it happening? Why does it keep coming back stronger? Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Um, yeah. And for me during this time, I've had plenty of that, but it's, it's, uh, it's a process of, I just call the zoom out effect. 
And I think it's so easy to, to, to be so focused narrowly on a situation that we literally become blind to it. And so for me, it's any practice that allows me to, even in a moment's notice, to just take one step back and get a little bit of clarity and ask a simple question, is that actually true? And just by asking a question, I can say, well, I can choose it to be true. And if I choose it to be true, then I'm going to see it everywhere. And I'll give you an example. I've been doing trail running a lot here in Arizona, about 70 days in a row. Missed a couple here and there. There's a lot of rattlesnakes out. So um, it's been interesting just to really feel primal fear, uh, you know, because I'm going, uh, I'm going as fast as I can. And a couple of times I almost stepped on one and had to jump over one. And it, it, you get that primal fear. And it serves for about 2% of the time. Now, on one of the days, um, it really got me because I saw two and I had a close call with one. And guess what, Jay? I started to see rattlesnakes yep. all over the goddamn place. A little, little cute little rabbit, rattlesnake. Yep. A tree, rattlesnake. Uh, a leaf. Like, it was just like everything became a rattlesnake. And that's just a metaphor for, let's just say, um, you're having the negative self-talk and you don't detach and you believe it's true then it literally will become true. If the negative self-talk is, this is never going to work for me. I'm never going to figure out marketing. Uh, starting a business is too hard. Uh, coronavirus is going to be the end of this. Then you will go out into your world or if you're not going outside, you will go into your world and you will literally see proof of that absolutely everywhere. I heard a simple quote the other day and the guy just said, um, whatever you're looking for, don't worry. You're you're going to find it. Oh, yeah. You're going to, you're going to create it. So that for me is the practice, anything to detach. And I have about 35 practices that I have in my little toolkit. Sometimes yeah. I'll need something bigger. Sometimes I'll need something simple, but sometimes it's as easy as asking, is that true? Yeah. Is that actually? So the other day I did a live training. I did a live I'll give you a real example. I did a live training and I have a standard. Dude, my standard like yours yeah. is a level 10 standard. Yeah. Uh, Taylor says it's too much. And that yeah, I, so Lori says the same thing. What do they know? Listen, Tommy and I are both super hard on ourselves. All right. But that's okay. Yeah. And so I did a live training and I finished and the negative voice was like, that wasn't that good, man. It was like, you didn't like that. You, 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 you were flimsy with words. You weren't clear and all this stuff. And actually some of that I consider useful because there's some construction, constructive stuff in there that can actually help me. Yeah. Um, but after 20 minutes of that, it really wasn't useful. Right. right. And we were, I was hanging out with Taylor and I was ready to move on from it. But like the voice kept saying like, what happened? How did that not happen? Like, and I was like telling myself, like, I want to, I, I know I can show up like Brendan Bouchard and better. I know I can show up like this guy and better. And I just didn't feel like I hit that standard. And um, again, just a simple question. Is this true? Is this serving me? Is thinking about this the rest of the night going to serve me? Yeah. And if I think about it the rest of the night and I don't connect with someone that I love and I don't do practice in my evening rituals, we can turn something that was a small inner chatter into like the cascading effect that tomorrow I wake up sluggish and I don't do this thing. So asking the question, detaching. And for me that night, we just went on a walk. I was able to say, Hey, I learned a lesson. I put myself all out. The, the effort was there. Let's move on. I love that. And I think that that's so important to understand that like, I don't care who you are at what level you're at. I mean, the most successful people in any sport, in any business and in any, anything have those same voices guys that you have in your head 
they just come, they just come with a different accent. I mean, they're, but they're the same voices and they have the same power, but the power has to be allowed. Right. And so it's like Tommy said, some of it can be a little bit constructive. If you can utilize it, turn it into like a powerful thing, like, okay, you know what? I could have crushed that a little better, you know, make a note and then crush it better, but don't dwell on it and don't allow that to like be the thing that, that really sets you back in life. And I think for you, Tommy, and I think this is one of those things is you're so consistent. I just dropped a new podcast. I was meditating the other day and I had this weird experience. I mean, I shouldn't even say it's weird, but it was, it was unique. Meditating, I had my eyes closed and I saw this black like room and I just, I just finished painting. So part of my studio used to be black. Other part of it was blue. So I just blacked out the whole thing. Windows tinted. I mean, it's like a, I mean, it's, it's like a nightclub in there now. Um, it's dark. <laughs> Um, but it's awesome. So I'm, 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 and maybe that's why I got this black vision, but I'm, eyes are closed. I'm just meditating. All of a sudden I see on the wall or on a poster or on a picture or something in like this, you know, this cool whitish yellow writing. And it just simply said this, it said, consistency is the ultimate hack. Ooh. What the? So it, it actually brought me out of my meditation. And actually I was like, that's so good. I got to get out of here. Like I got to bail on this meditation. I don't want to lose it. So I, I get out of it, I write it down. And then I start to like, I start to like think about that. And then it got me thinking about like how everybody, like we've become this society of people who just want, and, and the word hack guys is like, that's been used for forever. I mean, I didn't create that, but that's like, it's, and I looked up the definition and it's one of the definitions is desiring to be in a place or a space that you don't deserve to be, or that you haven't mm. been, you haven't been authorized to be. And so we all, at some point in our life, we try to hack everything. We try to hack diets. We try to hack business. We try to hack relationships. We try to hack everything. Um, what do you, do you see, I mean, you probably see that a lot with your clients. And like, what do you, what do you say to somebody when they're like, well, Tommy, this, this isn't working for me. Um, and you're like, well, Doug, it's been three days. And you, you know, you, you know, it took, it took Bezos longer to create Amazon than three days. I mean, like, what advice do you give somebody? Because when you're in that hacking mentality, it's hard to see the real world because it's yeah. like, you know, it's like, it's like social media, right? It's like, oh my God, how many hearts did I get? Oh my God, how many likes did I get? Did anybody share my shit? Like we've become this instant gratification society. So how do you handle that when somebody you're working with is like so hell bent on a hack? And I know you're not a hack guy. You're a systems processes, consistency, small, you know, over and over and over and over again. How do you handle that? Yeah. And the thing about hacks is that they're literally that short-term bandaid and like you, I get people that, that have done all the hacks, the, uh, like these, these people online will, you know, they're, they're, they'll talk, they'll offer a, an opt-in for business. And it's the same people opting in that were there six months ago, three months, uh, three years ago, five years ago. And it's like, you're still searching for hacks. Nothing has changed. Um, so it's a mentality shift, like you said, but for example, I had a client who was transitioning out of a nine to five and they said, this has to have, this has to work and his definition of working was replace my full-time income in three months. And I said, whose timeline is that? And he said, well, it's, it's my timeline because I need to make up the income in three months. And I said, well, do you consider this part of your purpose? And he said, yeah, of course. We did all the work on purpose. And then I was like, so you're telling me your purpose, you're putting your, your purpose in a box that you've defined, that you've created of three months. And that if it doesn't, if it doesn't quote unquote work to your liking in three months, then it's not your purpose anymore. Is that exactly what you're saying? And they were like, well, oh. 
<laughs> yeah. And yeah. so it's, and the reason I share that is because, yeah, we all want to see results. Yeah. Progress is incredible. Um, part of growth as you, as you talk about all the time, it's like, this is not a linear game. You know, growth has peaks, valleys, plateaus that seem like you're stuck, but you're actually moving forward. And yeah, sometimes you might be stuck and need to pivot, but it's, it's, it's a constant daily process. Um, and the problem with hacks is that you're only touching the surface area and the surface area doesn't actually fundamentally change who you are. And you talked about consistency. And so the problem is, is if you're always going after hacks, you're always above, you're, you're looking at the sight line of the iceberg, but you're not actually doing the courageous, messy, sometimes daunting, yet powerful work that creates meaning, purpose, fulfillment, autonomy, high performance, high fulfillment, the list goes on and on and on. Um, and that's why you have to consistently rely on the next hack. And so I always tell people like, if you're not consistent, it's because you're forgetting one of the golden rules, which I teach in my programs, which is that change and transformation. And I'll, I'll be, I'll be curious how much you agree with this is, um, 88% emotional work, 88% mindset work, 88% how you think and perceive and you deal with emotional challenges. And then 12% tactical, 12% strategic, 12% this, um, and a hack, you're only focusing on the 12%. You're not focusing on the emotional work because you and I know that whether you're launching a business, whether you want to double your income, whether you want to write the book, um, you can find the tactics online in 30 minutes or less. We're all masters of Google. But what's going to be hard is you brushing up against your comfort zone, you feeling imposter syndrome, you getting Big Rick 87 to leave a passive aggressive comment on your post saying that you have no authority in your field. And what do you do after that? And that's the emotional game of change. And so I completely agree. I think hacks, um, the hack culture, the always like efficient, like optimized for tomorrow culture um, is really the opposite of the long game and the opposite of what I call mastery. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you a, a thousand percent. I mean, and I think in some cases it's even more than 88%. You know, I know we, sometimes it could be 98, right? Yeah, Cause I, we, we've both seen, I've seen people Tommy with, with the skill set that was amazing. Like all the, all the skills, right? The best basketball player on the planet, right? Dunks, shoots, everything dribbles, but their mental game is so far from their physical game that they, I could beat them every time yeah. right? at their own game, at their own craft. And that's how important the mental and the mindset and the emotional side of the game is because it's, and Tommy wrote up, Tommy's, if you, so I've written two books, Tommy's written three books, probably 17 books. He just hasn't published them all yet. <laughs> Joker like that. Here's the difference. Tommy's books are like, he's, a, he's an eloquent writer. It's like a symphony or a ballet. And there's like a beginning and an end. And there's like a crescendo and everybody's like standing up clapping. Mine's like a three-year-old at a party with a pinata. I mean, that's the, that's the difference in our writing styles. Tommy is very eloquent and, and, and per, he's just a wordsmith. I'm like that three-year-old at a pinata. I've had a little too much cake. Um, somebody gave me a broom. We need both. We need and both. And I'll, and I'm just trying to beat the shit out of the donkey. That's, that, that's us. So Tommy writes these beautiful, I mean, his Facebook posts. If you don't follow Tommy on Facebook, Instagram, do yourself a solid, um, always high quality, valuable information. But the problem is you have to do something with it, right? Cause he's going to give you all the tools. He's going to give you everything, 
You just got to be able to utilize the stuff he gives you. So I'm reading one of Tommy's posts the other day. Cause I just, I mean, I love the way he writes. And so I get to a part and he starts to, he mentioned something about, you know, the, you know, getting the, the loudest booze come from the cheapest seats, right? Like it's always the people who aren't doing anything that want to criticize and want to, you know, boo and, and throw their beers and thing. And he wrote something about big Rick 87 <laughs> And I literally spit coffee out of my mouth. And I, th- I texted him immediately. <laughs> and I'm like, you son of a bitch. You just made coffee come out of my nose with Big Rick 87. And I didn't realize Big Rick 87 was a real dude. I mean, you, I mean, you're sure you changed it a little bit. But you got, like, some guy sent, really did send you a message and say, you know, you, you, what are you doing? Like, what do you, what do you, you don't have any authority here telling you to F off. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. And, and, and I get, I get, uh, you know, I'd say I don't get a, an incredible amount of those, but I would say at least three or four a week, you know, cause we're doing a lot. We're creating a lot of content. You know, for me, it's email, it's blogs, it's podcasts. I got book reviews. I, it, there's a lot of places where the cheap seats can hurl stuff. Um, and, and, and the, that, that post in particular, it was actually about Adele because I woke up one day and, uh, even though I'm plugged out of the pop culture matrix, uh, I kept hearing, something about Adele. And the story was she had experienced some transformation and the whole world was obsessed with the transformation. Half the people thought it was amazing. Half the people thought it was ridiculous. And the lesson is simple. And I don't, it has nothing to do with Adele. It has, it has to do with all of us. When you put yourself out there, when you do something, when you commit to something, when you declare something, when you go to achieve your goal, um, you're going to be judged on both sides. You're going to be judged no matter what you do. So like I always say, it's like, you know, for me with my stuff, it's like, I'm going to be judged whether I play a level 10 full effort and put myself out there to in the moment, the truth, the intuition, the stuff that I say, I'm going to be judged level 10. But if I, if I say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to play it safe. I'm going to go level three because I want to avoid the judgment from level 10 then there's this whole other side that's going to judge me for doing nothing or for being timid. And then guess what? We also judge ourselves. So um, that was where that came from that so much of what we do or don't do is because of a fear of judgment. And I'm not saying it's not true. It's usually, we usually amplify it um, because so many people uh, are also afraid of, of other people judging them. So they actually don't have enough capacity to judge us, but, but that's otherwise. Um, But then the thing is, Going back to hacks, um, when, you, when you've done the work, when you've done the inner work and you know who you are, uh, when somebody, when Big Rick comes on the message board and tells you that you're a waste of space or the email that I got the other day that said, uh, you know, shut the hell up, you don't know what you're doing, or the 800 word essay that said that I was creating tribes of men and women who were weak and God knows what else. Um, it melts right off you. Yeah. It melts right off you, right? Because there's no, the only things that really trigger us is like when we're told something and deep down there's like a misalignment and there's a slither of truth and it, it, it stings because we know something in there is off. But when you've done the inner work, you can just, you can see it. And you can also empathize because I've been in circumstances like Big Rick where my life, um, had a lot of distraction and I was watching, I was watching in, in the, in section 419 and I was looking down at the field to play and I was saying, catch the ball, man. Yeah. Jay, how could you not catch that ball? Oh yeah. Right. And yeah. from my vantage point, it seems obvious, but I also got nachos coming down my shirt. Yeah. Um, and when you're on the field to play, you don't see 
the 247 pound linebacker that's going to snipe your head off. You don't see the lights and the cameras from Fox sports uh, and the pressure. Right. And so you will be judged no matter what. Do you want to be judged for living a level 10 life or do you want to judge yourself for living a level three life? Uh, 100% agree. Like I got, I got some, some nonsense the other day and I just, it, I just immediately, you know, I, I always go to this place. I'm like, ah, that person must be hurting and they must be hurting. They must be in a bad place. Right. Cause you never really get judged by somebody who's doing more than you are. You know what I mean? You always get judged from the inside. Just this thing hit me and I always said, you know what? The loudest barks come from the laziest dogs, right? It's it's the lazy ass dog who's just laying on the porch that wants (laughs) to have that big loud bark because he's too lazy to really get up and do anything. (laughs) I mean, it's the same thing, right? You get the loudest barks from the laziest dog. So when you hit me with that big Rick, I almost threw up. But there's there's a real tragedy there, man, because let's face it, like how much momentum, how many dreams, projects, creative endeavors, potential relationships like how much untapped potential has actually gone haywire gone to waste has been discarded because of random passive aggressive comments on social yeah. media something a co-worker said like i know we talk about it in jest but i actually think it's really painful um because one comment and again, you got to take responsibility and, and hopefully you develop a level of self-belief through consistency, through tapping in your purpose at least once a day. But how many dreams have been left or discarded on the side of the road because of one of those circumstances, sometimes from people that are trying to protect you, that love you, and sometimes from strangers online? Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's, I think it's, it's damaging. And I always think, you know, what happens to me, I'm always like, listen, I'd rather, I'd rather somebody throw that at me than somebody who couldn't you know, who couldn't take it, right? Because I think you're right. I think you hit the wrong person with a message like that and it could be catastrophic. It could be something that really sets them back. And I think we've got ourselves into this, this keyboard warrior, um, you know, mindset of like, you can just say whatever you want to somebody now because, you know, you're hiding behind a keyboard and it's really easy to fire off a little, you know, nasty tweet or a nasty blurb and there's no consequences, but there are consequences on the other side. And so what I try to do is like, I want to give people who are getting that from other people, the tools and the resources and the armor to be able to say, Hey, that's not for me. Right? So I always tell people, cause people ask me like, Hey Jay, what do I do? Cause this is what so-and-so said. And sometimes it might be somebody they love. You know, somebody you love hits you with that, like hit you with that big Rick comment that hurts even worse. Cause it's like, big time. Holy shit. That may, is that true? I'm all, so I'm, I'm really, I'm really cognizant of telling people like, you've got to be able to protect your energy, even from people you love because they're in a different place or space, right? They're going through something that, that you're not going through and their reaction or their, their energy towards you is based on what they're going through, not necessarily what you're going through. So you always have to like be aware of that. So you don't take too much of that on and get really, so what do you do? Like, how would you, I mean, cause you're really good at it. So I mean, you, I mean, you know, your, your, your force feels always ready to roll. What would you tell somebody who doesn't really have a great force feel yet? Like, how do I protect my energy? Like if, if mom or dad or brother, sister, husband, wife is like, ah, just, you know, I don't really agree with what you're doing, even though it's your purpose and your passion, what would you say? What would you do? Yeah. And, and even before you start, I would say, um, be very careful who you declare your dreams to your ambitions to some of your deeper truths to, um, because sometimes people have to earn that. Yeah. And, and, it, and if you declare too soon, they might, they might knock you off course before you even start. Um, but 
the truth is the right people will always come around and the wrong people will, will just filter themselves out. Uh, and hopefully that's not family, but to, in my case, family has always come around with any one of my projects. And especially early on my family who I love, a lot of them were in, in disagreement and my parents have been in disagreement with my path several times and people around me and, and exes and, and everything. And it's like the right people end up coming around. Why? Because everybody wants to be around someone who is committed to living a life of alignment, committing uh, to a life of truth and pursuing the thing that really is authentically for them. So it might take a month, it might take a year, it might take 10 years, but eventually if they really care about you, they want to see you thriving on a deep level, they will come around. But sometimes it's going to create a, a conflict. And often, like you said, Jay, it's like when we choose to change the people around us, now there's some mirrors and it's like, well, if, if Sarah is putting in the work in her fitness and her husband, Dave, hasn't moved from the couch in six years, uh, he's, he's going to look at that and it's going to be a reflection of, yeah, babe, great job. But deep down he's thinking, damn, I don't, I haven't done anything in six years. And there's a self-sabotaging mechanism there. Hey babe, let's go to happy hour tonight. Oh, you don't need, you don't need to go back to, you don't have to go to Jay's class tonight. Let's go to happy hour. Right. Um, and that's, that's part of the process. And so you said it right. We have to become, we have to become a master of our energy. And that's where detaching from things is crucial. That's where what we said earlier about tapping into intuition. Um, sometimes having really tough conversations and being blunt with people. It's like, this is what I'm doing. And just putting, putting a stake in the ground. So there's clarity. Um, all of that stuff is, has to be part of the process. And for me, it's, it's it is literally a daily process. Yeah, I agree. I think it's something you always consistently have to be working on because you know, I mean, there's, there's always going to be things and different adversities and challenges and whatnot coming at you. So you've got to constantly be, you know, aware of, of your, your, your self-awareness has to be always at a high. Let's shift gears a little bit before we go. I, I asked the tribe, I'm like, Hey, you guys have heard Tommy and I banter several times, his podcast, my show. Um, what, what do you want to ask Tommy? Like what's some questions you want us to talk about? Some of them are kind of pretty lighthearted, which I think is always good. I think, you know, part of, um, part of this stuff has to be, you have to have some fun too, right? You have to know that you can't be serious and, and, you know, just constantly in the grind all day long. And so I'm going to ask a few questions here from the group and um, we'll kind of banter about those for a sec. So beautiful. Yeah. What, this is one of those kind of like old school questions. You maybe even got this before. If you could have dinner with three people in living dead, whatever, right now, who would they be and why? For top of your mind, go. Oh, wow, man. Just fire. <laughs> Yeah. So what, so let's see what came to mind. Uh, well, the first person that came up was, uh, cause I just watched a documentary with him was Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one, um, man, this is, this is a good one though. So MJ, I want to throw like an oddball there. Now MJ, just because you'd like to have a chat about like his, like his savage, work ethic like yeah because i just watched a documentary and he's been he's been on my mind yeah um because he uh, there's a level of intensity that he plays at that i that i that i deeply love yeah um i'm blanking though who else okay so i would do mj i would do um aaron sorkin who's a writer so he writes he's written like tons of movies which is yeah. awesome uh watched a bunch of his movies lately 
And, is that because um, you'd like to tap into his creative brain or like why? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. His, his creative brain. Okay. And then uh, I would do an all oddball. I'd have to go with like a, I'd have to go with Jerry Seinfeld. Someone, someone who's going to, who's going to give me that, that comedic twist. Yeah. I like those. You know, somebody asked, I, these questions came up when we were doing this little thing in the group not too long ago. And one of mine, and I, I don't, this sounds completely crazy, but I'd like to have dinner with Pablo Escobar. Oh, that's why. a good one. I'm so I'm fascinated, right? Like he ran a multi-billion dollar. I mean, he was the Jeff Bezos of his, his world in a time with no QuickBooks, no, you know, no, you know, no proper organizational structure. You know what I mean? Like billions and billions of dollars in a, in a world of chaos. It's like, I would just like to tap into his brain, right? Because you could probably, you know, pull out, extract some things that you could use in like for real world awesome shit, right? Instead of just oh, like tons, man. You know, being the biggest cartel guy in the world. But like, I've just always been fascinated by that kind of brain because he couldn't be, you can't be a joker and do what he did. Like you no gotta way. have a, you gotta have a brain that is on a different like Elon Musk, like, yeah. you know, borderline Asperger's, like eccentric as, as crazy. My, and I just like to say, just tell me, Pablo, what happened? Like, well, how, did, yeah. how, how did this really go down, right? Well, I, I read an article in the New York Times. It wasn't about him. It was about the, the other guy in Mexico. Chapo? Um, yeah. Chapo? And it yeah. was, a, yeah, it was about his organization and the hierarchies, the, and yeah. then obviously this is all legal. So it just adds a whole, you know, it adds 10 times the complexity, but well, I they was can't, They can't away. have a website. Yeah. Yeah. I was blown away at the infrastructure and the management yeah. and the hierarchy and the code and all of this stuff. Yeah. That's I mean, a good one, though. Yeah, really. I mean, they were running they were running Amazon style businesses for cocaine. You know yeah. what I mean? With with I mean thousands of employees, if you will. Um, you know, distribution channels like shipping and receiving. I mean, think about it. It was the largest shipping and receiving operation with drugs in, money back. I mean, drugs out, money in. Yeah. In the world. I mean, I was just like, tell me how to go down. And then one of my funny ones was like, and only for one reason. So. I've had the opportunity. So I've met pretty much every like NFL person that I've ever, you know, Terry Bradshaw, Emmett Smith. I've met them all just when I got to do that with my consulting with the NFL alumni. And I found that like most of them weren't guys you'd probably really want to meet. And so I always have this thing, like is somebody's personality online really what it would be in life? So I'd sure. like to meet the rock for a cocktail just yeah. to see, just to see if he's like, cause he seems just like a dude, like a just normal. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, I'd, I'd just be interested to see if he was just really that down to earth and really, and, I, and my gut tells me he probably is just from all the good shit that he does for people. Yeah. Who's so. your third? Third, what did I say? I said The Rock. I said Pablo Escobar. God, I can't remember. That's a good a, mix. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be a fun night. And um, who was my third? I can't remember. Son of a Definitely wasn't a sports guy. It was, I think it was something on the lines of, you know what? I don't even remember. You know who I do like from a funny perspective though? When you said Jerry Seinfeld, have you watched any of Sebastian Maniscalco stuff? Yeah. You know yeah. who it is? I don't yeah. know why that cat makes me laugh. He just makes yeah. me laugh. Like he, he could talk about a, a, a sandwich and it makes me laugh. I don't think it's his accent. <laughs> A little bit. I feel like I was like supposed to be Sicilian in, in like a past life. And so I think it's that Sicilian flair. I mean, you grew up like around New York too. So you're probably 
Yeah. You're probably used to that, like Sicilian, Italian, you know, kind of bravado. Yeah. So that, that was a cool one. All right. So um, what piece of advice would you get? How old are you right now? 34. 34. Okay. So I'm going to say 24 year old. So they said, how, what piece of advice would you give your 25 year old self? So let's say your 24 year old self 10 years ago, what's one thing you would have told little Thomas Baker that would have been transitional or pivotal in his life? One thing. Stop obsessing over stuff you can't control and instead pour all of that leftover energy into the things that you actually can't control. So 24 years old, did you, like, did you have this vision of your life? Like, could you have visualized, I know it's hard, easy, you know, hard to say and easy to say, like if I said, Tommy, like time capsule back to 24, could you see yourself where you are right now? I could. I was blessed to start really early. Um, I had a pivotal moment when I was 20 where I went to a Buddhist meditation retreat that kind of opened up my possibility. Mm. So I could, um, but still so lost and so focused on the how and not letting the process come to me in a sense. Um, And it's all energy, like we said earlier. So like that version of myself was so outward putting energy in so many different buckets to try to control outcomes that were largely irrelevant instead of that putting that back into you know what the things that we can't control yeah how does a 20 year old then end up at a buddhist um, intuition dude retreat i mean so yeah. like, did you get a pamphlet or did you, I, mean, I, you- I saw i saw a a, a thing on a cork board uh about a meditation retreat and uh i was like yes let's let's do it no had no idea I had most, no idea. Most 20 year olds don't say yes to that, bro. Yeah, I know. Well, it was pivotal. Okay. Piv- pivotal. Well, everybody there was in their 40s, 50s, and 60s. Yeah, that's um, what I mean. Like, you, there's not, there's, but not a bunch of 20 year olds being like, eh, <laughs> this sounds like a good weekend. I know. Okay. Um, so you, you just saw they it. Did, they, they weren't, they didn't have, they don't, they didn't have alcohol kombucha or anything. Like, there wasn't some back of the envelope sell for a 20 year old. Uh, but, but here's the, here's the inflection moment. Um, why I knew I had to go. So we're, we're going around saying, Hey, why are you here? Why did you come out here? And the guy in front of me, you know, we're all going around and then I, I speak. And then the guy in front of me, um, turns around and like, looks me dead on just like intense eye contact pauses. And he says something to the effect of you have no idea what I would have give, what I would give to have started this journey at your age. And something about that, I was just like, this is like a punch in the face. Hold on to this. I don't know what this means. Yeah. And I have no idea, but like, let's, let's screenshot this moment because I feel, I feel what he's given me. And that, that was really pivotal for me, man. So so like saying yes to shit, like going back to intuition. Yeah. uh, And I've actually been doing this a lot the last month, uh, even more, just going with the intuition, even if it doesn't, especially when it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I've been putting myself out there in ways that I haven't in ages. Um, and I've been teaching others to do the same. And it's been incredible because that energy, when you listen to the part of yourself, regardless of outcome, that's the crazy thing. It doesn't matter. The outcome becomes irrelevant when you tap into that energy. Um, you literally, you, you can't lose. Yeah. I had one, I had like a very similar moment, like my first, like, we'll call it a personal development conference. Like Literally, like I'm in the, the lobby before you go in and then there's 500 people there. And I'm like, what, what am I doing here? And, but then the, my other voice is like, 
get your ass in there. So it was like this, yeah. this like yin and yang of like, you know, what am I doing? Go in, don't go in. I'm okay. I'm going to go to the bathroom again. Like, and it was like, but there was one thing during that conference, like it was a pivotal moment and I remember it. And I'm like, I don't, I'm, it was the same way. Like, I don't know what this means, but I know that that was something different than I've ever like received before. And I know that I have to, I have to do something with that, but I have no idea what to do with it yet. So I'm just yeah. going to, I'm going to bag it up and I'm going to take it with me. And that kind of unfolded for me over the course of the next like five, I mean, still unfolding, right? We never really, we never reached that place because your involvement continues to grow and go. And cause I mean, so just like you, like with that guy turned around and said that, you know what I mean? Like that's probably still pivotal in your, you know, huge. Your, I mean, I could take myself back there right now. Like <clears throat> yeah. you just telling the story. I, I remember of how powerful it was because he was oh. 65 years old, you know? Oh, yeah. And so I don't know what the hell he had been through, but I know it'd been to get in that room at his age to tell me that I, we know wisdom when we hear it. Right. Right. Even yeah. if sometimes it's self internal wisdom, sometimes yeah. it's someone on a stage that resonates with something from our past. And it's like, so Jay, I'm so obsessed with this. I will be in the middle of a trail run. I will be in the middle of whatever if I'm driving. And when I get the insight, just like you with your, your black, you mm-hmm. know, vision and, and the consistency thing, I will pull over the side of the road. I will stop in. I don't care if there's an animal right next to me. I will do anything to not lose that insight because we think we're going to remember that insight. We don't, it's a different language. It's like you're it's like, the, it's like you're in a different reality and there's different language and there's different synapses happening in your brain. And this can happen in meditation, nature, space, self-care. It doesn't matter. Or it can happen wherever. But if you miss the essence of that, like that could be a life-shifting decision that you didn't, you didn't take action on. I do the same thing. And even if, even if you don't, if, if you don't stop and say you remember the words later, you can't recreate the emotion. The, in that moment, because there's an emotional energy that goes with that. And that's everything. That's, that's all it is. The words are really irrelevant because the words by themselves fall flat on the ground, right? It's, it's the emotional yeah, it's, attachment. It, no, it's like, you'll look at the words. It's almost like, you know, having a long night out and then being hung over the next day. And you're like, and you're like, you, you thought there was like the insight to change the world and you read it and it's like, yeah. oh, that was just drunk and scribble. And that's yeah. how it feels if you don't actually capture it. So I love that. I, I'll do, I'll do voice notes to feel oh, yeah. the energy. And, uh, because if not, you lose it. And uh, it's a, I do the, I do the very, I do the very same thing. And I think I would encourage you guys to start doing that. The universe, whatever you want to call her, him, whatever it is, is always speaking to us or in some fashion, showing us things that we need to be aware of. Then once you start to tap into that, and then you do like what Tommy said, like, I don't care where you're at. You pull over, you stop, you pause, you do anything to get, to capture that emotion. Then you can really take that and and move it into something more powerful. So I think that's a beautiful, I mean, if you don't take anything away from what we just said in the last hour, please take that away because that right there by itself might be the game changer for you. I just like you with the guy turning around to say that to you, I can close my eyes and tell you if we walked in that same hotel ballroom, I could take you to the, and they had, they had it set up the exact same way. I could take you to the exact seat I was sitting in. And I guarantee you, I'd be right. I can see it. I can see it. I could walk you there right <laughs> now. I could tell you where the door is. I could tell you where the bathroom is according to the door. And I could take you to that same seat. That's how powerful those moments can be. If you, and, but you got to start to harness them. Yeah. And so often I think we hear the shit. And like, I'm too busy, right? Don't be yeah. too busy. Because I promise you that busyness 
is it going to give you that life fulfillment that that one little moment might be able to do for you? So start to listen. All right, a couple more of these and let's get out of here. Um, bucket list. Do you, first of all, do you have a bucket list? And if you do, what are three items on your bucket list? Okay, I don't prescribe to the conventional. Neither. I was, I was yeah. hoping you were going to say that. Okay. Yeah, because it's, it's, there's too many variables that I, I don't necessarily agree with. And then I'm also very cautious of this someday mentality or just that, that mentality of someday I want to do this. It's like put a date and time, write it down. So yeah. that's, 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 that's the thing. But uh, man, there's so many. I want to, I want to visit Nelson Mandela's prison cell at mm. Robin Island. That's a big one. Um, All right, pause. Not we can't get away from that. So why? Cause I'm fascinated with Mandela as well. I mean, if you know anything about Nelson Mandela and his story, yeah. I mean, come on. You want, we want to complain about, we want to complain about a little quarantine. I know. Right. Get your <laughs> yeah, shit. Get try your 27 shit. year quarantine yeah. Yeah, get your while shit you're getting together. pissed on and right. So why, why, man, why that? Do you want to just, do you want to, do you want to feel what it was like? I do. Okay. Yeah. I just, I just, I, I want to, you know, I want to be in the same space as someone like that. Cause I, I think, you know, you, you can't put your hand in something like that and not be, you know, like the moments that we shared yeah. that, that, that's one of those that I would, I would do anything for just because, that level of internal freedom when there's external chaos and when you're in a prison cell, um, that's just, it just, it moves my heart, man. Like I, I just can't not do it. So that would be a huge one. Nice. What's one that give me get something totally random, like just not because you want to grow or get depth or anything like that. Just something random. Like you want to pet a peacock <laughs> or something, something weird. Like I want to, I want to pet a peacock. <laughs> Is that what yours? No, God, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe I never thought about it, but I mean, you know, it's so hard for me not to pick one that doesn't create meaning or depth. I know, um, I know. That's why I. Try, that's why I want to. It's challenging, right? I no, it's to, good. It's yeah. good. Yeah. Something stupid. Because, because, because even you know, because I had one that's like I want to do a stand-up comedy set, but even that is I'm challenging myself. It's still yeah, the same get, mindset. You get something out of that. It's too. Oh, too, I get a lot yeah. out of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to, you want to, you want to go to Wrigley and take some BP. You want to, you know, you want to catch a ball from like, I don't know, from you want Brady to throw you an out route, like something's fucking stupid. That you're just gonna be like, <laughs> eh, I didn't get shit from that, but it's kind of cool. <laughs> oh man. That's good, dude. I mean, you want to play darts with the world's best dart player? Like, I don't know, <laughs> man. I mean, anything. Anything. But I'm trying to think, man. You're putting me on the spot See, this today. Is let me tell you why this is challenging. Why is this so hard for me, though? Seriously. Because you're such a – you're so – you're not, I wouldn't say you're hyper-focused. Like, you – Every, I mean, you're, you're a meaningful, purposeful guy. Like you're very, you're, you have a lot of depth and a lot of passion and those things. And sometimes it's even hard for me to like slow down for a minute and be like, oh, that'd be kind of neat, right? Like just yeah, silly stuff, right? Yeah, because even I was going to say stuff like, 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 burn, like Burning Man, but I'm still, it's still a transformational experience. You're saying don't make it transformational. It can't be anything more <laughs> than just like, this is what I'm going to do. It can't even, you can't get anything out of it. Nothing. Like when it's over, you got to be like, huh, okay. <clears throat> you want to eat a hot dog on the top of the Eiffel Tower. Um, I don't even know if they sell hot dogs in France, but you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah, I feel you. Man. I stomped Tommy Baker. This was a good one, man. Dude, it's going to hit me tomorrow. And tomorrow's tomorrow's trail run, I'm going to get like the best answer ever. And then I'm I'm going to, I'm going to do anything I can to manufacture it. Text it to me so I can share it with the people. But this is, is, it's a good challenge, man. And it's, I I think somebody listening might, might think it's like, you know, that we don't like, I have a lot of fun in my day to day. 100%. Tons of fun. And so it's like, it's very easy to think like, you know, that um but i also create meaning out of almost everything and that's why i and ask you the question i know and, and yeah. sometimes that's not it can be it can be a hindrance and that's yeah. why i love the question that's why i'm going to get back to you that's why our next podcast is going to be all it's literally going to be an hour on just that those things and i'll use let me i'm going to use fitness as an example for me sometimes i can get so hyper focused on my fitness that it's not fun it, it becomes it's it's still fun but it becomes not fun anymore. It becomes like a job and it shouldn't be a job, right? It should be like, yeah. I should be doing my fitness because I love it and whatever. And I do, but I, I have the tendency like you, I can get so uber focused on like a, a deficiency that I want to just hyper, you know, hyper concentrate on that I lose the, the intentionality of why I'm doing it in the first place. And that's just to be healthy and fit and have a great brain and, you know, physical body that I can move and use. So I think those are really great questions for people like us that, you know, will it's take fun. you out of that, like, that weird, you know, focus thing. All right, one more. Ooh, this is a good one. All right. All right. So this is a good way to end it on. So we've been, I mean, we've been rocking this like new, this new level of, of quarantine or whatever you want for probably, I mean, three months-ish. What's one thing that you've learned about Thomas Baker that either maybe you've forgotten about or that you, um, and it can be anything that you've, you've kind of like uncovered about yourself over the course of the last like 10 to 10 to 12 weeks that you're, that you're happy with. Man. Yeah. There's, there's, there's a lot, but the one, the one that comes to mind is, um, it's an adaptation thing. And I'll I'll give you a simple example. I, would rather do this podcast in my studio that has this fancy equipment, has all the bells and whistles, has Nick who I can lean on if I need something. I'm a huge environment guy. I love the same thing with coffee shops and co-working spaces and all that stuff. And I just, the idea of working from home, if you had told me three months ago, I don't, I punch myself in the face just because I love novelty and I, it gives me creativity and all that stuff. And I had this belief or, or this, this mindset that something like, you know, working from home is not my thing. And three months later, and I'm like, this is pretty awesome. So it's been more of a, a, a lesson in adaptability. Um, and it's almost going back to the prior questions, like don't get stuck in rigid ways, even if they work. So something can work incredibly well, but a routine can still become a rut, even when it's quote unquote working. So adaptability um, has been a big thing for me. and. Um, you know, things like, you know, that it's almost going back to the part of that got me thinking because like the guitar, even though that's a learning thing and I'm, I'm growing, of course, and stuff like that. It's like, there's value. Yeah. I'm never going to create a YouTube course about the guitar. I'm not going to review guitars. I'm not right. going to sure as hell not going to teach guitars. Right. I'm not going to talk about it. None of that. And the lesson there is that for me is that not everything has to be monetized. A hobby can just be 
a hobby. And I think we live in a world where every one of our hobbies, every one of our interests has to fit into some type of purpose or passion or some leverage point. And the guitar is just the guitar. And so for me, finding more stuff like the guitar, that's that, that we can just like be with and not have an end goal. There's no means to an end. The, the, the means is the end is the end. Like, you know what I mean? So that's, that's the thing that I've been learning about myself. I like that. I like the yeah, and also that, that I'm, I'm really, I, this is, this is much shorter now, but, um, that I'm terrible at cutting my own hair. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know that I am, but I'm going to trust that I am. I'm not about to get some scissors going on this. Joke. Don't, don't, don't get, don't do the YouTube tutorial from mm -hmm. big Steve 86 no. who has two subscribers on YouTube and is teaching you how, how to do a, a, a three point fade. I'm not doing it <laughs> to validate Tommy's point about, about how he likes environments. So, um, I've been to your co-working space. It's galvanized. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Yeah. So galvanized is this place in Phoenix kind of by where the, um, the baseball stadium in downtown Phoenix and you used to live like out in like the, where the house was, right? What was that? It was called like a true North. Yeah. True North. How far was, I mean, I, I know the answer, but I want you to say it out loud. How far was it from true North or your place? to that to that co-working space place you didn't have to go a place that no, nobody made you go and yeah, 45, 45 minutes. minutes and so today if if things would have been normal if this would have been six months ago and i would have said hey tommy have, have you on the show he would have driven 45 minutes just to be just to do this because of that environment because of that that's how, that's what i talked about consistency commitment the little things like tommy doesn't overlook the little things the little details and so he's being 100% authentic and real and, and true when he says that. But I am glad for you that you've realized that you take yourself with you everywhere you go, even if it's to your home office. Yeah. You'll bring in the same level of quality and commitment and consistency and awesomeness that you would in that beautiful place and space. And I'm like you, if I can be in somewhere, like if we, if I come to, when, when Lori and I go to get out to Scottsdale, like I'm already planning on you picking the restaurant. And I know you're going to pick a place that's like, awesome environment, great cocktails. You know what I mean? We're not going early to bird special. Yeah. Right. We're going early. We're getting <laughs> a great seat and we're going to have a blast, but it's going to be a great environment too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm just like you, somebody asked me the other day, Jay, what's your favorite restaurant? And I said, I care less about the, I mean, the food's important, right? I wouldn't go somewhere crappy food, but it has to be a good environment. It has to be a cool surroundings. I like the music and I like the lighting and I like the way they've backlit the bar. I like the, the, the bar stool needs to be the appropriate height. And I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm notes, but I'm taking notes. Yeah. So when you come, I pick the right place. That's the stuff that matters to me. Like I'm, I want, I want that vibe, right? I want that. Yeah. Cool energy. You're the same way. Like you want that cool, cool energy. And so, you know, that's just guys. I, I don't but know we can also be at a taco stand for, you know, 100%. hole in the wall. And that's the lesson of you take yourself wherever you go. Yeah. Because uh, I would literally, I would drive 45. If I had a, a client, this is how intense I take my coaching. I would drive all the way over there. That's, that's, that's an hour and a half of just commute time just to do one hour client coaching session. Yeah. And looking back on that, that's, it's, it's dumb. Like I appreciate myself for caring that much, but it's also you've already done the work. You don't need the environment. Right. Environment is most important when you are in this in between you've never yeah. done, you've done only a few podcasts and you need to be in that immersed environment. So uh, yeah, a lot of lessons. I've learned probably 15 big lessons during this time and, and we'll continue to talk about them. 
Yeah, me too. I, what I've done is I've started a list. I've written down a, a hundred things that I've like either am grateful for or that I've like uncovered or like that I'm kind that, of like it, during, during this time because I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to, here's what's going to happen. They're going to flip the lights back on, right? They're going to roll the rock out from in front of the cave door and we're all going to come back out like Neanderthalish and we're going to go right back into what we left. Yeah. And that, that in my mind would be the biggest missed opportunity forget about all the stuff, like forget about COVID-19 itself. I'm talking about like this, the thing that we've gone through from this like quarantine, you know, staying at home with our spouses and our, our, our significant others and, and doing it differently. The biggest miss we could have is showing up back in life as the same person that we went into this with. I think that'd be a huge miss. And, so I, and me for one, I don't want to miss it. And so no I'm way. making sure that I'm like documenting I want my life to change in these various ways based on the new level of information that I have. And I think that's, you know, I know you're the same way and you just said that, like that you have, you have new information. So you have the right to change your mind, right? Yeah. You don't need exactly. to go here to be this. And so I think that was one of the most epiphanal things that, you know, guys, I hope you guys got a ton. I mean, I know you got a ton of massively quality information out of this show. I mean, Literally, we could do one of these every day and probably give you guys massive amounts of content and, and techniques and tools and tips. But um, my suggestion would be this. Finish it. Go back and listen again because there's nuggets in here that I'm going to go listen to, make some notes on that I know I can expand and, and expound on and get a little bit better in my life. Brother, what are you going to do the rest of the day? Yeah, man. Um, this, 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 this was the, the most important. Uh, my afternoons for me are I have open white space. Um, so I got a few hours off, but some writing, some walking, maybe hit the pool over here. Um, like you have been up since, uh, what time did you wake up today? Today was three seventeen. <laughs> you beat me. <laughs> I was right, right on the crisp before. Um, but yeah, man, just, uh, everything, you know, when you're in alignment, everything, everything can be an incredible experience, man. Yeah. So thank you for having me on for you out there listening just know that uh, Jay and I have been where you've been. Uh, sometimes we, we may have been in worse places. Um, you have all the, the fact that you're showing up here, you're investing your time and energy. That's already a massive win. Just, you know, go to your, not right now, but go to the local mall, go to local ball game, see that 95% of people would never even tune into something like this. Um, and then honor yourself by doing something. But dude, thank you so much for creating the space, man. I Good. deeply appreciate you, value you so much. Uh, you literally live the yes thing. You know, I had something the other day that I um, needed some help with and you were the first person to come up. And like it, for a second, the inner critic was like, ah, you've asked Jay for a lot of things in the past. And then the real person was like, dude, Jay would say yes to anything. Um, yeah. And so just like, it just reminded me because of what you said earlier. So that's rare. That's not, that's rare. Uh, it's even rarer in some of the internet spaces that we live in. Um, where authenticity uh, seems to be a marketing tool, not an actual value. So deep appreciation, man. Dude, love you, brother. And I'll, I'll, we'll do this again, guys, because you know why? Because I like it. We'll see you at Home Depot, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Thank you for being on the show, brother. We'll see you soon. Love you. Thanks so much. Damn. Am I right? I mean, am I right? Are you, did, you just, did you just feel that? That was one of the most powerful episodes that we've ever done together. Tommy and I have been on his show several times, on my show several times, and every time it is a guarantee that there's going to be some home runs hit. And today was no different. Guys, if you love today's episode, do Tommy and I both a solid. 
all we care about in this world is helping people. If you love this episode today, go and rate the podcast first and foremost. Give me a five-star rating. Throw me some words in there so people know that if you listen to this podcast, you're a winner, you're an achiever, you're, an excess, you're success-oriented, and that's what we want to bring into this group with us. And please, please, please share the episode. Send it to your friends, send it to your family, post it on your social. That's how we get the word out about more powerful content just like this. If you love what you heard today, guys, and you want more, more, more of this kind of content, join my free Facebook group. It's called Wellness Lab Launchpad. It's 100% free. This is what we do in the Launchpad. We disrupt, we transform, we inspire. I give information, I give training tips, tools, techniques, food, fitness, family, finances, faith, we knock it all out of the park. If you are one of those people, if any of that sounded amazing to you, do that. Subscribe to the podcast, share the podcast, rate the podcast, join the free Facebook group. That sounds like a lot, but it's not because you deserve it. You deserve to get this kind of powerful impact on a daily basis. So guys, I'll see you in the Facebook group. I'll see you back here on the podcast. Thank you for listening today. Tommy, as always, brother, thank you for being on the show rock star human being always brings his a game so guys love you we'll talk to you soon thanks for tuning in this week all right bye